We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 28th day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, I didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday, but a few minutes because Pavel called in first thing in the morning and you were sleeping. I, I don't think you were up at like 5.30 a.m. So you, you probably... No. Yeah, yeah, you were, you I was were counting asleep. sheep. Yeah. Yeah, you were counting yeah. sheep. Yeah. So, Or excuse me, you were counting people wearing masks, jumping over the fence, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Examining the insides of my eyelids. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Yeah, healthy, alive, doing well. Um, part of me is kind of glad and also concerned that there's nothing in the news. It's like the the articles that we're seeing and everything. It's um, yeah, it's slow. As I said before we started, man, I feel like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. You know, we didn't talk about the French election. I really don't want to get into it. But guess what? The mainstream media said, oh, uh, you know what? We might have made a mistake in calling the election in France. Really? You, you don't say, huh? Well, let me get this straight. Uh, Macron loses all of the overseas territories. He pulls out a two thirds majority in France, but loses in a landslide to all the other places. And then you look at some of the videos that we were looking at where the paper ballots, which, you know, I, I think that was a great thing that they transitioned to this time around, the paper ballot. But guess what? The ones that said Le Pen, oh, I'm sorry, those are damaged. We can't accept those. We watched the video of them opening sealed ballots. They were opening sealed ones and they're like, oh, can't take this one. Nope, can't take this one. All of them for Macron were valid. All of them for Le Pen were invalid. And some places even had some cities and some communities that were reporting zero percent, zero percent on their counts. Now, how is that possible? That's just as possible as somebody voting 100 percent for a Hillary Clinton or a Joe Biden or a Barack Obama. That's about the same type of uh, probability you'd be running into. Yeah, you're not going to have one community vote 100 uh, percent. Likewise, in this this kind of an election, you know, where it's kind of important, you kind of had your prime minister or president, whatever they call him in France, said you're you're no longer a, a, a French citizen if you don't take the vaccine. You know, th th those kind of things, kind of an important thing, kind of a, a, you know, when the government's shutting things down and you have all the protests going on, kind of an important time. And you're going to have an entire precinct not vote. Hmm. And you're going to win a two-thirds majority? Right. And you're going to win yeah. a two-thirds majority? Huh. That doesn't... Uh, no, and you no, even no. have people from the media willing to openly say, you're the worst president in my lifetime. If you're having <laughs> no, people ever, say ever. that... You're, ever. you're the worst president okay. I've ever seen. So I, I find it difficult that you're, you're having people of the media coming out saying that. If people here in the U.S. said that about a politician, they are so far out of either so far left of the person, or I, I guess you could say they're, they're right wing, I guess, uh, because all the media is on board with them. It, it could be someone on the right. But th that's the thing is Macron is not on the right. 
he he's not a he's he's left wing Marxist type by American standards. And to have the media come out against him, uh, I'm not as familiar with the media there, but I'm pretty sure it's it's oh, it's just as bad. Pretty left. It's it's yeah, it's pretty left. When when Trump was uh, when Trump was in, I remember the French mainstream media, the the English French mainstream media. I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, is there any part of you people that is not on the far left ideologically? Can you not look at both sides of something? And they can't. They can't. So their media, their their media, the the German media. Uh, the English media, the Dutch media, they're all the Italians. They're all the same. The, the French, they're, they're all the same. All these media companies in these countries are just the same as what we're dealing with in the, in the United States. Just the same. The Australians, the New Zealanders, the same thing. And, and that's been the disconnect. They're dealing with exactly this. Those of us that are in the center and, and haven't moved, those of us that are on the conservative side of the center and we see all sides of things, we haven't moved. The disconnect comes from that majority of people that are in society, and then you introduce the media and the educational institutions and the entertainment industry, all of that is on the far left, ideologically. That's the disconnect. You're seeing all of that being portrayed to you, and it's in contrast with what you know to be reality and what you perceive to be as the correct way to do things, the common sense way to do things. That's the disconnect right there. So, yeah, are, are they touting the same lines uh, as they did with Biden? You know, the um, safest and freest election ever. Um, Biden is the most liked, most voted for president. And um, so I'm, I'm assuming Cron's the same I, way, right? He's I the, haven't the most... seen any of that. I haven't seen any of mm. the, oh, he's so popular. He's so cool. I find it fascinating how even White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, even he tweets out, Boy, it's quite extraordinary how Emmanuel Macron has a 36% approval rating and he wins by 60%. You know, I'm not a mathematician. Yeah, that, that doesn't. But I, I'm not a mathematician, but um, I don't think you need to be one to understand that that doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I want to know the, the, the kind of protections they had in place. You know, we, we talked about um, they, they did go to paper ballots, which is great. But, you know, did you did you require in the paper ballot? Was there any kind of um, like, you know, your voter ID was tied to it, uh, you know, those kind of things. And and it, it, the other thing that really bugs me about this whole the whole thing, we you're talking about that video that was opening those sealed ballots. The Le Pen one had a small hair at the bottom of it. Right. You, you probably wouldn't have noticed uh, more than likely, but it was enough that they were saying, oh, well, this has been tampered with. We have to throw it out. For the listener's sake, so you understand what it is, it's a large sheet of paper, not a full sheet, but it's almost like it's been cut in half. One side, one half is uh, Macron and the other half is Le Pen. And there's two of them in there, right? And you mail back whichever one you're voting for, right? You mail back that sheet of paper. Now, if you're counting those, it's pretty clear. You can't mess it up. It's pretty damn clear who you're voting for, whether there's a tear, whether they've gone through with those fancy scissors and cut out the edges of it and made a nice little frilly bit on the edges. I, I don't care what the case is. It's pretty damn clear who they're voting for. So it should have been an easy. Yeah. OK. Yeah. The, the, here's this one. It's tied to this voter ID to this person. And there, there's some kind of that. That's. I, I doubt they had this, but I, this is something I want personally. I want a voter ID system in place 
and not only a voter ID system, but I want to be able to take a voter ID and have like a, a password or a pen number or something like that, that I can go into the system anytime I want and look at it to see what my vote was counted as and, and see what it's listed as in the, in the database. And that same database is the one that they use to count. Uh, it, I would love to be able to have something uh, that simple and easy to go in and look at. Of course, it would be difficult to make oh, that Bruce. secure outside no, of blockchain. All. Not at all. We just need a digital wallet, right? Well, that's all we need. We just need a digital oh, yeah. wallet with all that information in it, including, you know, since yeah. we have that, we might as well just throw your vaccine information in there and, well, let's just make money digital. We'll put that in there. And, you know, it would be really great is if we had a way to score people to, to make sure that they're in good standing with everything. It'd be a good way to, to yeah, incorporate like, that like in your, there as well. Your, yeah, yeah. You know, like your police record or something, you know, your background. Yeah, yeah, you know, all that, that kind of stuff. stuff. All that stuff should be in there. Yeah, your yeah. medical history, everything. Yeah. You know, your your uh, your educational transcripts and everything. That should all be in there. Uh, and there's no way that that could ever be uh, unsecure or you know, anything like that. There's no way that the government would ever misplace your data or misuse it in any way, shape, or form. There's no way that would ever oh, happen. No. Never. Uh, or or no, the, no, tech the government's companies. only out for you. Yeah, there's in the tech companies. There's no way that because it would be held on their devices. There's no way that it would be compromised on those things at all. No, this right here, uh, Bruce, this video that's playing on the screen behind me here, uh, this is uh, the ever popular uh, Emmanuel Macron. As you can see, uh, he's out, you know, true man of the people. He's getting pelted with things uh, as he's um, uh, as he's out seeing people and, you know, shaking hands with his constituents there. You see how popular he is. They have to put umbrellas up to stop all the things that are being thrown at him. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a true man of the people right there, don't you think? Yeah, um, I'm surprised he's out doing this uh because this imagery looks really bad it does it, uh, it looks really bad so i'm surprised he's even out there uh giving this airtime if you will uh I, yeah man of the people right i i, I can't see 66 percent. that doesn't look like 66 percent or or 60 percent even voted for him well um you'll be happy to know um that this is out of a um this is out of a french paper today um, as like, this is good news again that, you know, man of the people, right. He's out, he's out in public. He's being pelted with everything and, you know, whatever the piece of fruit or anything they can pick up off the, uh, the stands there on the side of the street. Uh, he's being pelted with that. You'd be happy to know Bruce that because you have a man of the people, this is what the French will be, uh, will be adopting uh, today. They're going to move quickly, uh, to launch a, a digital ID. Huh? Well, that's, that's interesting. I, I don't exactly see Madame Le Pen having that one put through. And as a matter of fact, I would see that being completely squashed and thrown out and not even considered. But you see how fast they're moving. Yeah. So that right there should be like the tell that this was not the government that was uh -huh. um, or, or person that was elected. Um, this is the person that they chose to have elected. And, it, you know, uh, you, you know, the phrase here in the U.S. that we have selected, not elected. That's basically what happened here. Uh, that's what this is saying. You you don't have someone come in with great popularity like that and promote something, ram through something that a lot of people are against. A lot of people are against that. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is not about that's COVID. probably this is not about COVID. Everything about no. COVID has been to lead you to this. That's what it's all about. Is that digital idea? What do you think this was all about? With all this going on, with the craziness is here in the United States, we're kind of winning some of the some of the uh, uh, I'll give you an example, Twitter and the whole free speech thing. And, you know, Musk taking it over and everything. That's momentum in the right direction. That's that's winning a battle. 
right? We're, we're not winning the war, we're winning a battle. There's still a lot that needs to be done and taken care of. This digital ID, this digital, this is, this will be the death of society if we can't get it stopped. So I hope uh, the French people are able to put a stop to this and, and get it stopped. And, and if they try to implement it, it, it only gets to a small scale before it's, it's uh, demolished and gotten rid of. I, I truly yeah. hope they don't do this. There, there's going to be, I, honestly, I think the, the two biggest pushbacks you're going to see in Europe for this thing, it's going to be, well, three, I think. You're going to see the pushbacks in the UK. They're keeping that very quiet over there. If you remember the protests in London during COVID, they were saying no vaccine passports. Well, this isn't any different. Those same people that were out there protesting the vaccine passports are going to be the same ones that are going to be protesting this digital ID. The Germans are still protesting. There's no restrictions here. They're still protesting, saying we're not taking your damn digital IDs. We're not doing it. These people in this country have been down that road before. They don't want to go back down it again. Not at all. I know people that grew up on the other side of that wall. I spoke to one of them yesterday. We spoke to one of them before we started tonight. Somebody that grew up on the other side of that iron curtain. That is not a society we need to go back down. Not at all. So I don't think the French people are going to put up with that. I don't think that the German people are going to put up with that. I don't think the Italian people are going to put up with it. They're doing it in Italy anyway. I don't think the Italian government, or what's his name, Draghi, hell, I know Draghi, Draghi wasn't even elected. He was put in there. But anyway, the French government, okay? So this is what they're going to do. From now on, it will be possible to store your digital identity in an application, a government project that was initially launched in 2019. See, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. This is something that's been there for a long time. See, it's, it's nothing new. See, we, we're, they were going to do this anyway, right? They were going to do it anyway, which actually they were. Ministry of the Interior has just published a decree authorizing the creation of a means of an electronic identification called the Digital Identity Guarantee System. The project to create a mobile application to store your identity. Again, this, this can't be hacked or compromised or anything at all, can it? No, of course not. And then they go on down through to talk about how they're going to create it, blah, blah, blah. I, I really don't want to get into all that. But that's what it's going to, is that right there. Once that digital ID comes in, as you said, the sky's the limit with that thing. Because your entire life will be dictated by that, by that. That is social credit. That is where all of it will be centered around. That is the nexus point of social credit. That is the nexus point of digital money. That is the nexus point of COVID passports. Don't you think for one minute that they're not going to tie other <clears throat> pandemics, I'm doing the air quotes, to that digital ID? Don't think that for a minute. With this digital money that they're going to do, this digital euro and dollar and everything else, what that is, that is a token that is generated digitally that they control. Do you know what the danger of that is? Let me explain. You don't tow the line for something. You're turned off. You're turned off to buy a certain product. Well, uh, sorry, uh, because you don't support uh, Ukraine, just as an example, right, because that's that's a political agenda. Because you don't support Ukraine, you're not allowed to buy uh, vodka, right? I, I'm just saying, right? So they'll turn that off. I, I'm serious. That, that's what they'll do. They'll shut that stuff off. They'll, they'll selectively shut down what you can and cannot buy. No meat products. Forget that. That's out the window. You're going to be buying fungus steaks from Bill Gates, the guy with the gut and the, and the man boobs and the toothpick arms, right? That's, that's the one that's going to sell you something. He's going to give you a vaccine too, which by the way, that'll be tied to your ID, your social credit score. That's all going to be tied to your ID. Every day in China, when you wake up, you have to take a survey. You know the survey, don't you, Bruce? You have to take the survey. You get a little app, yeah. you know, convenient little app on your phone, right? And they ask you questions. 
Well, you have to answer those questions. If you favor the government and the way that they handle things, well, then you get a higher score and you get, a I don't know, a couple extra tokens to buy yourself a coffee that day or uh, take an extra bus trip or, or something like that. You know, maybe buy an extra train ticket for a friend or something, you know, that's also in good standing because you don't want to be associated with anybody that's not. So that's your life. That will be your children's life. That will be your grandchildren's life and your great grandchildren and their children. Is that the road you want to go down? Because I don't. Sounds like a great society, don't it? It, it sounds like a, a wonderful utopian world. Uh, it's almost like we've played a video of that before about uh, people back in the 60s saying that this is going to be the future. Um, and it's almost like this has been a plan for a very long time. And they were just kind of biding in their time. They were well, really not even really biding their time. They were setting up the, the uh, education systems, all the mechanisms they need uh, to have a populace thinking the right way to push this agenda. And here we are. We've got the technology. We've got the populace that's thinking the right way. And by that, I mean the younger generations that are coming up. They'll, they'll glob on. Uh, they'll so glob on to anything an because they don't have a culture of their own. They, they've, they've just got like yeah. this, this, uh, this mesh of like just this whatever. I mean, it's like, it's like something you'd pull out of a garbage disposal that's clogging up the drain or something. It's just like this massive, massive just whatever. That's what, the, uh, that's what Generation Z is. They don't have a culture of their own. They've just kind of taken a little bit from here and a little bit from there, and they have nothing that they've actually done on their own. What kind of a future is that? Yeah, but I, I, would, I would say it's, it's um, our fault, our, the generation before us's fault that that's the case because we've not been fighting hard enough. I, I've kind of touched on it before, but this whole thing that um, uh, Florida's doing with Disney and and revoking their special privileges, which no, that's not a retaliatory strike or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's putting it back to a free market standard. And honestly, whether we should debate this or not, the, the constitutionality of this, it, it, it's pretty damn clear. They should not have had those benefits in the first place. But Anyway, that that that's a that's a side project, a side note, whatever you want to call it. Um, that that that's on the side. What what's happening with the the well, Zoomers and uh, the the generation uh, that's coming up after them, even younger. Uh, they'll glob onto this because it's it's a perceived idea of uh, you know you you can root out people like uh, well like us that have dissenting views and dissenting ideas that don't uh, mesh with their worldview. Uh, you're, you, you don't agree with the transgender narrative? Well, guess what? You're a bigot, so you shouldn't have a voice. Uh, you don't agree with um, uh, climate change? Well, you shouldn't have a voice. And not only should you not have a voice, you should have your lifestyle restricted uh, so that you're forced to uh, reduce your carbon emissions. You know, those kind of things. Well, because we have to save the planet. You, you have so many different things that the, the generations coming up believe to be true. They'll glob onto these systems and these things to better the world, better, uh, or so they believe, better the world, better society and all those things. And it's the same trap that other generations before, other civilizations has fallen, have fallen into. It's giving up your freedoms for security and it, you, you, you'll get neither. It's a false security. That's all it is. It's a, it's a, it's a lie. All of it is a lie. You know, you talked about being canceled off of social media. Before we, I want to, I want to hit that uh, real quick, just uh -huh. for the, the, the Christian listeners that might be into end time stuff. 
there's a phrase in the in Revelation that talks about peace, peace. You know, it's it's shalom, shalom. Uh, when you put the phraseology together like that, it means security and peace, not just peace. Anyway, just throwing that out there. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, you talked about being canceled online if you don't tell the agenda. Well, what if you cancel yourself? How does that fit in? Well, you just you just get off of social media and not. Well, let me tell you what's let me tell you what the number one trend hashtag trend right now is on Twitter. Leaving Twitter is trending because the uh, the woke mob, they're saying that they're going to cancel themselves because Elon Musk has closed the deal to buy Twitter. Uh Okay. They said they're going to be uh, canceling themselves and delete their accounts, uh, and it's causing a uh, hashtag leaving Twitter to trend. Uh, it's at the top of the uh, top of the mark right now, or list, or whatever it is they have. They say it's a logical endpoint for this uh, woke mob or whatever. You know, it is, and it's it's a logical endpoint. Okay, fine. You don't want to go along with it. Okay, no one's going to cancel you, but if you want to cancel yourself, okay. Go ahead. But what about canceling yourself? Doesn't that does does that does that work? Does that not work? Is that I mean they're they're still not listening. They're still not willing to debate. They're just walking away. I mean it's kind of the opposite of what you want to accomplish. But so if the left want to cancel themselves because free speech is so horrible, have at it. Here here's the part of the problem that we're running into. So being as someone that is. Um, you know, I, I understand the digital world and I understand the analog world, right? Because I've grown up in both. The problem is in the new world that we're in now, this this so digital uh, space, you have to advertise as a business on digital platforms and in you know on 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 physical platforms as well, be it like magazines, newspaper, or or physical advertisement, or even just word of mouth. Those things have to happen. So canceling yourself on Twitter, removing yourself on Twitter, being as as we're in uh, podcasting and I have some other side projects like unfortunately, the digital world is like you you have to do advertising there because you want to hit as big of an audience as you possibly can. Uh, the, even even in our podcast, though, we, we kind of have a, a, a set direction in our worldview. We, we, we are branded as being right wing. The thing is, is. We, that's not the, that's not just the audience we want. We want the audience of, we want everybody to be listen, to be able to listen, right? It, it's more of a, like a, the classic way of business, right? Your money's good here. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican, your money's good here, right? Same thing with this. Uh, I, I, I don't care whether you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, any of those kind of things come in and listen, you know, and then, uh, share ideas that, 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 that's the whole point. So the, the fact that you're canceling yourself on Twitter that's 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 like a child throwing a temper tantrum because they're not getting their well, own way. That's what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing since Trump got elected. They're, they're like a child. I mean, that's when we when that happened, right, when when Trump got elected in 2016, when that happened, that was the first time that we actually in in our in our lifetime, that was the first time that we saw the mask come off. That was the first time we saw it. That was when we saw the culture shock of just who these people really are. I'm talking about the woke mob. That's when we first saw it. Now, you, you talk about these little uh, crying, whatever they are, you know, the little woke ones that have like the five different colors of hair and, you know, they whatever. They, they've got their pronouns and their little cult language and everything else. That's one thing. OK, let's go higher up the food chain, shall we? Let's look at the entertainment establishment. What about them? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about Twitter here. I'm talking about the mask coming off, right? 
The mask came off with the woke mob down at the grassroots level, or the bottom of the barrel, if you will, because those are hollow vassals of just lost souls, in my humble opinion, but that's a side issue. When you look at the lost soul side of it, it's not so different when you get to the top of the ladder, is it? No, it's not. And I'm talking about the celebrities. I'm talking about the entertainers, these types of people. You know, you look around and you see like these, uh, there's this, um, I don't I can't think of who it was, but that rapper kid or whatever that put out the Satan shoes. Do you remember those? Did a deal with Nike, had blood in them yeah, and there was yeah. pentagrams all over them. And they, yeah. he was only selling 666 pairs of them. Yeah. So the signs are there. This, um, uh, whatever her name is, uh, uh, Br- Br- Bramovich, Br- something like that. Uh, Bramovich? Br- Bramovich. Okay, uh, fine. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's pronounced. She's the, whatever. Ways. Yeah, whatever. She's the spiritual advisor to Bill Gates, right? That, that kind of person, right? When I first talked about that, when I first looked into this, who this joker was, she did this thing called spirit cooking. And I thought, what on earth is spirit cooking? Well, we looked at it. <laughs> I Well, I looked at it and I thought, oh my God, this is just, this is hideous. This is satanic. And it's just, it's got awful. And Bruce, being the theologian he is, I ran it past him one day. And of course, we were off recording, which we shouldn't have been because his reaction was priceless. And he looks at it and he says, that's, um, yeah, there's just no getting around that. <laughs> and you can't, can you? That's what goes on in these inner circles at the higher level. Now, why do I bring this up? A video has surfaced today of, I don't know who this is. The name is Megan Fox. I've heard the name, don't know who she is. But this is an interview that she did with uh, Glamour. You know, the magazine, the, the big magazine, Glamour? You, you mean the, the actress or whatever? I guess she is. I don't know. I've never seen her in anything. She could pass me on the street and I wouldn't know who in the hell she is if I hadn't seen the video. No clue. That okay. shows you how much I care about these people, right? She comes out and she says this in an interview with Glamour magazine. I heard this this morning and I thought, you're actually saying it. The mask is coming off of these people. Listen to this. I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. (laughs) It is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like, cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul, let me bleed on you. It doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened many times. Did you catch all that? Okay, so you're basically into witchcraft. Got it, That that's basically what that is. That, that's um, a corruption of uh, the classic, so th- th- there was shedding of blood back in the day in the Old Testament, but it uh-huh. wasn't human blood, right? It, w- whenever there was like, yeah, a, like a, a contract, if you will, blood right, cl- but I mean, contract. Like, s- slicing but, open your, your chest and for and, and, and it's for ritualistic it, purposes? Well, well, okay, that one, she was being, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, exaggerating? Uh, I, I took that as exaggeration, but... At the same time, I, I just that one, I like I said, it's witchcraft. I, I don't even know. I mean, OK, I'm not familiar with with the practices of witchcraft. I mean, may, maybe because of your studies, you've delved into that just to understand what it is. But how far does this stray from, say, and I equate it to devil worship? That's me. Right. Just listening to that 
and seeing the other agendas that are promoted by these other entertainers, so-called entertainers, putting out Satan's shoes so, and stuff like that. That that's what I equate it to. So devil worship. So devil worship is um, that's a pretty broad. Um, that's pretty broad. Like okay. there, there's many ways. So uh, let me give you an example. Uh, New Age, uh, that kind of New Age ideology to where you have a spirit guide and all of kind of, uh, you know, all of that. You know, as Christians, we're told that anytime you encounter the supernatural, a spirit, uh, you're supposed to question them. Who are you? Who do you serve? You know, those kind of things, right? You're, you're supposed to know whom they serve. Which side of the scale are they on? In New Age stuff, you don't do that. You, you don't uh, question. You seek out a spirit guide. Now, the, the problem with that is the rituals and, and uh, things they do there, they're seeking out demons. And your spirit guide is demonic. That is 100% demonic. The, the Bible says that Satan comes as an angel of light, right? He, he will mask himself. It, it, it illusions. Uh, so the worship of any kind of entity or any of those kind of things, uh, this is obviously a Christian view outside of, uh, being part of the Trinity. Well, that's, that's, that's a problem, which that's actually kind of one of the, uh, beefs I have with Catholicism because they revere some people a little idle, almost on an idol level. And it's kind of, you know, kind of have a little beef with that, but you still have, Christ is your foundation point, so I, I I tend to overlook it a bit. But my my point in, in all of this is that there are so many things and so many different directions you can go with devil worship that you won't equate it to being devil worship. That that's the thing about uh, what what Satan does is he, for example, um, you're greedy. You like money. In, in fact, you love money. Well, greed is one of the seven deadlies. That is one of the well. It 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 basically boils down not not just greed, but the, the Bible even says in Proverbs that the love of money uh, is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you so where the love of money is, you will find all evil, evil. there. Yeah, all types of evil. Yeah, I've always believed um, that. I I never thought that money was the root of all evil. I've always believed what it says in in the Bible the love where it says it. the love of yeah. money is the root of all evil because it's yeah. that drive to make you want yeah. to have that greed to get more and more and more and more and more. And as a result, yeah. you develop the evil tendencies and the evil path to, to obtain that. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we would call that like sociopath or something nowadays. Like yeah. we have different names for that now. But basically, anytime you have a, a, an idol or something that you put before God, technically is devil worship. That, 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 that's literally. So it, it's a very broad term in that sense. Uh, but yeah, going back to like spirit cooking and stuff, I'd have to go back and look at it again to refresh on it because that was something that was just that was out there that 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 that's um yeah occultism it is you start getting into some of these higher levels of these entertainment things i mean that's kind of stuff goes on uh i i mean and it's not all that different from like politics and stuff you start getting up into there i mean what do you think the whole epstein thing's all about you know when you get into a lot of these and this this goes back to uh to, to other things where uh, like totalitarian movements, for example, uh, take the movement in, um, and, and this is just one example, and I use it so often, I hate doing that because it's, but everybody knows it, the Nazi movement in Germany. That was based on the occult. It wasn't the initial inner circle that were the occultists to start with. Yes, they believed in that stuff, but that's not what it was. It was the industrialists that were behind the genesis of the Nazi movement itself that were the occultists. 
everything was based in the occult. It's the same thing with the entertainment industry and the political circles of things. It's all based on the occult. All of these people believe, the, these dark uh, entities believe that they get their uh, their force uh, and their their power from that. So they uh, they put all of their, their faith and their trust in the God of this world. But that's the big deception. That's what it there, is. There's an element, there's an element of truth there, though. There, there is an element of, uh, so you will be used. Satan will use you, uh, and you will, uh, make wealth prosper. You, you will, um, but there's, there's a cost to that. And eventually you will collapse and it yeah, will eternal fail soul. You. Is is well, the cost you, of that? I I mean, in the short term, I'm talking in, in the, the short, short term, term within too. this life. Yeah, yeah, in the short term too, uh, but also in the immortal. Yes, uh, I I would also. Well, I mean, there's still a chance, even if you go full bore and you're like a cultic leader level. There, there's still the opportunity for you. Yeah, to there's still redemption. And, yeah, there's still redemption. Yeah, yeah, before before your death. That's why but we have free will. I, I do want to just caveat something here for the, the, the non-Christian listener. That doesn't mean just just the fact that we're pointing out that all of this is technically devil worship. You know, it, it's a very broad term. It's also Christians aren't like going around doing witch hunts, finding the, the devil and everything. It's literally there's two houses that you're dealing with. Either you're on God's side, creator of the universe, or you're on Satan's side. That's it. So either it's one of the, it's more of like a realization of like, this is gravity and this is how things work. It's kind of that same way. It's just, this is the way it is and this is how it works. It's not like we're going around looking for it. It's like, that's this is just the way the world works. To your point there, we're not going around looking for that. That found us. Like, I, I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't going out looking for that. That's a public statement made in an interview in front of cameras with no regard to whatever she just said. Do you know how many kids are going to see that and they're going to take that as or, or followers that, that 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 piece of garbage has on her uh, on her Instagram or her uh, her Twitter or whatever. And they're going to see that and they're going to take that as, oh, God, she does it. Now I have to do it. That is a serious problem. That is a serious problem. I, I forget how exactly it's worded, but there's a proverb that basically the summization of it is people listen to a wealthy man's wisdom, not a poor man's wisdom. That kind of plays along here as well. Like when you when you look at everything that's going on and you have two people in a room, one is super wealthy and the other one's not, you're going to want to listen to the one that's super wealthy, right? Because obviously they have some kind of wisdom because they got wealth, right? And and the one, but to be fair, it, 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 it's very situational because um, the poor person may just have a, they may be stuck in a poverty mindset and the, the and you know, but anyway, I've known people that have been have to, rich. I, I've known people that have been rich and they've been poor again and then they've been rich again. So it's a you know victim of circumstance, I guess. It, it, it's situational, as you said. Yeah, it, it, it can be situational. And the, the thing is, is what my point is, is you, you have to really vet it and uh, you, you really have to look at it and, and have to have some understanding yourself. So you, you need to be learned yourself. But in this case that we're talking about here, uh, the Megan Fox, you have an attractive woman that's has some crazy ideas that are um, uh, kind of wild and and get you attention and that that's what kids are are gleaning out of this is that it's an attractive individual they they're, they're popular they're doing something that is uh, out there and it gets them attention so I need to be uh, attractive wealthy or, or or do something crazy like that to also garner attention. And it, it, that that's a bad message to send to two kids. 
I have some bad news for you, Bruce. Speaking of sending bad messages, I have some bad news for you. I'd ask you if you're sitting down, but of course you're sitting down. Google has decided to shut down their inclusive filter or whatever it is that they were going to do because, uh, well, they're going to pause it for now. They didn't really give an explanation as to why. They say that they're going to look more carefully at the inclusive language suggestions, and they've paused for further review. So I I would assume they had a lot of... um people uh, lashing out at them. Hopefully that's the reasoning. Hopefully it's not a, we're actually really liked this and it turned out really well. So we're going to expand it. I'm hoping it's not something like that because um, it wasn't in the, I forgot about this side of Google, to be honest, because um, I I don't use it that often, but the uh, Google docs, you know, that side of Google that allows you to do that kind of stuff. That's where they were hitting first. Uh, which would be more of your business side of things, your data-driven side of things. That would be more of that area than, uh, you know, the forefront. The average person isn't going to use Google Docs. We'll put it that way. Um, you you have special reasonings to use it, either it's business or or charity or something like that. You know, it's more of a uh, involving that. So I'm I'm surprised that they're backing down on it. I'm I'm kind of surprised at that. So that means they got a lot of pushback, and maybe. The Disney thing and Twitter has made the oligarchs a little uncomfortable. And I, I that, I hope, is true. I'm curious to see what the first move is going to be now that Disney has lost their autonomy. That now is the question, is who's going to flinch? Who, who's going to take the first step here? Is Disney going to push or... Is there going to be a push the other direction? Because now we're back into the free market of ideas. And they know in the free market of ideas, in the culture war, they're going to lose. They already know they're going to lose. Hell, they've already lost in a lot of cases, in a lot of respects. They've already lost. The The, the culture war is like, it's like the, the grasp that they had on it is slipping. Like, you know how you're kind of like you see in the movies or something where like one finger comes off and the other one comes off and you're going to plunge down the gorge or whatever. They've got like two fingers left that are holding on. The rest, like the other three are gone and they're going to fall and there's no one there to, to, to bring them back up. So I, I want to know what the first move is going to be. And I hope, I hope that in the end, it's Disney that takes the fall for this. I hope it is because that's the first domino. And then I think everything else is going to go after that. Disney is their front, like that, that is their front organization. They need that organization to push the woke agenda at the child level. It has to be there. They need that organization to do it. Are they going to leave Florida? That's the other question. Are they going to leave Florida? Are they going to evacuate and pull back to their stronghold of California because they have shops set up out there too. That's the question. I, I'm thinking about that in my head. Are do they have autonomy in California? I don't know. I don't know. They don't. They don't. They don't. Okay. So that's the whole reason they're in Florida is because California was too restrictive even back then when uh, Walt was trying to uh, build the Wonderland he wanted to make. Uh, so he was uh, basically shopping, and Florida said, "Hey." We'll give you these special privileges if you come here. And here we are. Uh, And Disney thought that they had those special privileges, um, you know, well in the bag. They didn't think they would ever lose them, obviously. Do you know what they they paid for their property? Do you know what they paid for the property when they bought it? Let's hear it. Six cents an acre. Well, in today's... And today's money, that's like $600 an acre, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. Sure. All right. Um, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would just point out that um, keep in mind that Disney 
one of the first moves that they'll do is um, you, you'll see it in some of the new movies that are going to be coming out. You know, some of the new stuff that they push. But in saying that, I want to caveat it and say, keep in mind that there's a lot of movies they've already completed that is in the post-production part phase. They already have everything done and it's going to hit the market soon. So you're going to see some of the woke stuff come out of Disney still. Uh, but we'll see uh, like next year or the year after how much it's really changed and, and, and whether or not. Because as an example, Thor, Love and Thunder, that's going to be one that's going to be woke. It, it, it's already it's already slated to to be released. Um, I think July horrible date to be released on too if it's a woke one. But anyway, so close to Independence Day, so we'll see. I don't think we'll hear much out of Disney. They might try to do a lawsuit, but they have no there there to to do a lawsuit. So honestly, I don't know what their next move is going to be. If they're smart, they'll just sit back and shut up and listen to the the majority of the populace. Those that are they're starting to show their teeth. I, I really hope this means conservatives are starting to show their teeth and they're 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 going to start digging in and start tearing out this this infection. I, I really hope that's mm -hmm. the case. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to kick out of here a few minutes early because uh, there's it's like we, we really don't have anything else to talk about today. I do apologize tomorrow due to circumstances beyond our control. We are not going to be here. Uh, so we will be back with you first part of next week. For those of you who are signed up to us on Telegram, though, we will be on the exclusive on Saturday. Ned has said he's going to sit down with us uh, on uh, the, the evening before. So uh, you will get that for the weekend. But for everyone else, you will get that podcast on Monday. Unfortunately, we will not be here tomorrow. We will probably do a rerun of some kind. Not sure what it is yet, uh, but it will probably be a rerun of some kind. So uh, thank you all for uh, for spending the time with us this week. Uh, but we will certainly be back with you next week. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, again, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all. Just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.